Welcome to the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Casey. There's a lot of work that people do in planning for retirement, often taking a very meticulous approach. But in almost half the cases, what turns out is people end up retiring earlier than planned, and often much earlier. Why? Well, life gets in the way. Things happen, and the best laid plans, well, you know the rest. So how can you plan for unplanned curveballs that may come your way? My guest today will offer her insights. Jennifer Schoonmaker-Dash is a certified financial planner and a financial advisor with Edward D. Jones. Jennifer knows that helping you build and manage your entire financial picture is a true privilege that she takes very seriously. She listens closely to your story, learns about your life, and gains an understanding of your definition of financial success to help you make informed, financially sound decisions so you can live your life with confidence. She focuses on supporting clients during life transitions, such as changing jobs, selling a business, entering retirement, receiving an inheritance, or losing a spouse or partner. And she also helps plan for the unexpected, like the need for long-term care. Jennifer is registered and licensed in multiple states and serves clients throughout the country. She was named to the Forbes list of best in-state wealth advisors, and she joins us today from North Carolina. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. So more people are forced to retire earlier than they planned. What are the stats on this and what are the main causes, do you think? So based on our survey that we did of 200 financial advisors in the industry, about 40% are finding that their clients are being forced into the early retirement or more or less the clients aren't the ultimate decider on when this retirement starts. In terms of why, I really think that depends on different situations. But what I'm seeing is a lot of different health issues and layoffs. So it's important to plan for that possibility, those possibilities. How do you advise clients on planning for the possibility that the timing of their retirement may not be entirely up to them? Yeah, I think it's just, it's taking that holistic approach, Joe, and really looking at how health, family, and even their life purpose kind of intersects together. So if you think about different health issues, we just aren't in control of that. And they're not even always our health issues. They're the health issues of our spouse, our our parents, and rarely, but occasionally our children. And so just like life throws us curveballs the entire time we're alive, it, it doesn't stop in retirement. I think somehow we often feel that as we enter retirement, we have this picture of what it's going to look like. And it's just not the reality of what happens there. It's not always like the brochures of the commercials. That's for sure. Yeah. And I see when I'm working with clients like on layoff situations. So when you're advising clients through, let's say, a layoff situation, it's really a point or an intersection, a crossroads in their life. And they can make a choice, right? They can choose to retire and say, let's start this retirement earlier than we planned. Or they could have the discussion of, let's start a new career. Let's look at retirement differently. And so I think those layoffs, layoffs often leave a little bit more choice with the client in terms of deciding that next step, where health issues don't always give us those options. So Jennifer, what are some of the other retirement shocks that you see people dealing with? 
course, inflation has been big the past year or so. But I would also say some of the things that we don't expect to see coming are needing to provide support for family members. And setting those boundaries can be a key differentiator between a successful and uh, a problematic retirement financially. Really setting those boundaries of of what you're willing to do to help those family members or or where you need to, to step back. I think there are lots of different places where we see these retirement shocks, but from a I also think a retirement shock that we don't talk about a lot, and you talk about this, Joe, but I don't think the industry as a whole does, is what are we retiring to? Not just what are we retiring from? So often it's, I want X, Y, Z, but we really haven't thought about what that looks like for our future. So I think that's really a key discussion. And that's some of the advice when you take a holistic approach you're having with your clients. More and more, I'm having a discussion about a range of retirement. So ideally, I'd like to retire between 58 and 62 or 60 and 65. So that range, I think, becomes important because maybe we get to 60, but we want to keep going. Things look good. Let's go a couple more years. Great. That gives us more options in retirement. That makes the the dreams and the wishes become bigger. Or I'll have people where it's like we're inching over that finish line because the stress and anxiety of the job is just about all we can bear. And knowing that for each client, that's really the job of the financial advisor. I really like that range idea. It really provides a lot of flexibility and it really fits with the way things really unfold. You want to have the ability to make different choices as things change. Yeah, it's so important to remain flexible in retirement. There's lots of different levers you can pull, right, Joe? When to take social security, which account to withdraw from, how much risk we're willing to take in the investment portfolio, working one more year, these types of things. But when you're fully retired, some of those you can't go back and undo. <laughs> At 70, we can't retire, we can't save more in our 30s, right? So it's got to prepare for those things beforehand. And to your point about working longer, in recent years, many people have, in fact, been delaying retirement. What do you see as the benefits Mm -hmm. and if there are any potential downsides of working longer? Yeah. So benefits can actually... It's interesting you start with benefits. Most of us all see the downfalls. We don't see the benefits of working longer. But I think there are some. Benefits include the health insurance, the increased mental capacity, the purpose the routine and the structure. I think all of those are positives that go with working longer. And of course, you're continuing not only to save, but you're not drawing down on the portfolio. So it allows for some bigger wants and wishes once that retirement does come into play. Now, I do think there are potential downsides as well. We don't know when that health or the health of a loved one is going to give out. So if we delay, let's say, travel, until we're both retired, but one of us has a health issue and we never get to do it, that's a pretty serious risk and we need to weigh those benefits. I think more and more, I'd love to see clients or I'd love to see more financial advisors having the discussion of easing into retirement. So why do we have to wait and take that dream trip when we're perfectly retired? Why don't we take a 10-day trip while we're working so that we're able to combine those things? 
and enjoy them. It also might make work more enjoyable longer, right, Joe? You come back from a 10-day trip, refreshed and ready to go. It's not a bad thing. There's a lot to be said for recharging from time to time. It goes a long way, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point about easing into retirement. And there aren't a lot of companies that offer phased retirement, but there are a lot of people who are able to negotiate some type of one-off arrangement. And you got to, to your point, you have to look at what really works for you at that particular time, but explore those options. And then there's actually a whole other thing, which is once people do retire, while it sounds like a contradiction in terms, more people today are choosing to work in some form after they retire. What should people prepare for if they're thinking of working perhaps part-time in retirement? When this works most successfully is when it's not a have to. When it's a have to, then it, it becomes a little bit more stressful. I think really keeping your options open and setting your expectations appropriately. I've had some clients that have done a fantastic job of retiring from successful executive careers and doing a consulting type thing. That has worked fabulous for them. They're able to work from home or work from Florida or work from wherever they are on a consulting basis, which is fantastic. Not everyone gets that opportunity. So sometimes if we're having to, let's say, have a layoff and we're doing a forced retirement where, okay, I want to do something less stressful, but I still need to bring in income to pay the health insurance. This is where you'll have contractors maybe working at Home Depot or those types of things. What you have to say there is when you're looking at those types of part-time jobs, let's set our expectations appropriately. If you're working part-time, guess when they want you? Nights and weekends, okay? It's not typically going to be the nine to five. So we need to go in with that knowledge. If we, so much about this is setting that appropriate expectation, Joe, of, you know, you might be working for someone younger than you. That's okay, all right? Especially if the job's less stressful. Point out the, the benefits. And then also it can be an opportunity to find something, let's say, in the nonprofit sector. I've seen this, where someone starts with volunteerism and then moves into some type of more permanent part-time role, whether it's marketing, outreach, something like that. It's great. The pay isn't the same as when they were the executive, but they've got a renewed sense of purpose and a little extra income coming in. So all of those are types of examples of keeping an open mind when we move into those part-time positions. All great points, and especially about the transition to go from volunteerism to perhaps a role, because sometimes executives coming into volunteer organizations look at the nonprofits as a way that they'd like to run it by next Thursday. But sometimes it's beneficial to both parties <laughs> to get a sense of what it's really all about. <laughs> and and often oftentimes that gives the not-for-profit an opportunity to, to see what skills they could utilize. So based on your experience, what are the key things people should focus on in planning for retirement? And what are some of the common mistakes? Yeah, I think the most important thing is preparation and flexibility. So preparation in terms of reducing and paying down debt and maximizing those savings when working. I know that's basic, but I don't think America can hear it enough. I really don't think we can hear it enough. When you don't have big debt payments, that is going to provide a lot of flexibility on when and how you retire. So I think those two things are incredibly key. I would also say the adaptability. 
So understanding that what you have planned is not necessarily how it's fully going to go. And being willing to pull those levers, whether it's changing that trip to Europe to a domestic trip, whether travel for incredible meals in France is now in Charleston. And so looking at things more frugally, but maybe still having those experiences. The other thing is to make sure, and this is true, any financial advisor is going to tell you, make sure you have the right health insurance and coverage. Look at long-term care insurance and make sure you have those bases covered. You can get some great meals in Charleston. You're absolutely right. A lot to be said. I know. I love it. I'm going there in a week. That's good. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for sharing your insights and wisdom with us today. Very, very helpful. Oh, you're you're welcome, Joe. Anytime. Appreciate you having us. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks. Time for takeaways, ideas you can put into action following today's podcast conversation. Here are my ideas. Number one, what is your plan B? The facts are that many people don't have one. They've meticulously planned for a scenario, but learned the hard way in almost half the cases, statistically, that it's not always in your control when the timing of your retirement will be. So what will you do if you have to retire sooner and it's not in your control? Identify your possible plan B. Number two, rethink having a retirement date and think instead in terms of a range. I think this was a great suggestion that Jennifer raised. Rather than getting fixated on a particular date, set a range. Keep some flexibility. You don't know how you'll feel or what might change as you get closer to that range. I like the idea of coming up with a range to plan for. Number three, work might be the last thing that you're thinking about having as part of your retirement, but keep your options open. As you get closer to that target range zone of when you might retire, you might feel differently about work and you may have some options that you may not really have as clearly as you do today. Consulting, part-time options, phased retirement, etc. Keep your options open. Think about different ways in which you could, if you wanted to, consider working longer because there are many benefits, both financial and non-financial, to that choice. Thanks for listening to Retirement Podcast. My mission is to help you retire smarter by helping you focus on the non-financial side of retirement planning to balance your planning. Thanks for listening. 